Hello everyone, sorry for the late recording. This is Anthony Pensa at the Level Wisdom Podcast. You can follow me at Anthony Pensa. Uh, you can follow me at the Level Wisdom 424 on Instagram. And also my Facebook page, Level Wisdom. I now excitedly am on Spotify. I'm also on Google, iTunes, and various other podcast sources. And today we're going to be covering the philosopher Albert Camus and his philosophy on the rebel and how it's applicable today in um, our times. So, of course, you know, it's important that when we think about philosophy, we think about our daily lives, we think about the implications all these philosophies have, at least from my perspective. I mentioned this in previous podcasts. Um, I'm a philosophy graduate. I graduated from the California State University, Chico, with my bachelor's degree in philosophy, and I had received a minor in entrepreneurship and small business marketing. And for me, it's always been um, important to be a rebel in life. And what I mean by that is um, to have a, a rebellious personality towards, uh, or a rebellious attitude towards many things in life. And Albert Camus was an interesting um, philosopher, existentialist, but he claimed not to be an existentialist. And he talks about the idea of rebellion and how important it is to uh, rebel. Now, Albert Camus, he was born in the late, or 1940s, excuse me, so a little after World War I, and he had died in uh, around 1960. And uh, he was from an interesting location because he was born and raised in France, and a lot of his uh, contemporaries, people before him, right, or excuse me, his uh, predecessors, had similar different views. Uh, he followed philosophers such as uh, Karl Marx, I'm sure you guys heard of him, he came out with the Communist Manifesto, and also I covered a podcast on him, um, his Das Kapital, Volume 1, and uh, other philosophers. But he's an interesting person because he covers the idea of what it means to be a rebel. And what is a rebel? Well, it's a person who says no and doesn't simply renunciate, uh, renunciation to that thing, and one who says yes to rebellion. And he started a, a movement... He began, uh, he speaks about a rebellion that's founded on a categorical rejection that's given from an intuition that's intolerable and confused conviction of an absolute right, right? So there's an idea of rebel thinks he has the right to such and such, right? We have the right to do such and such because we think so, because he gives us as human beings a better means of understanding um, ourselves in our society because we have been enchained and enslaved by the world around us and people for the lies that have occurred before us. Now, <clears throat> rebels, right? Any rebel you think of, an anarchist is considered a rebel. Uh, political rebels, those in the revolutionary times, right, deal with wages. And Karl Marx speaks about it, as well as uh, rebels that deal with, uh, right, governments, etc. They all experience a feeling of revulsion idea of infringement on the right, and a spontaneous loyalty to um, aspects of themselves. Now, just like other beliefs, uh, rebels themselves carry a standard of values, and that uh, oftentimes the rebel will remain silent, right? They won't necessarily rebel immediately. They'll act as if there's a form of despair in the way they accept his or her condition in their life, and it's viewed as, uh, for them, unjust. Now, justice and injustice, right? I'm sure people are familiar with that idea of concept. 
But essentially, right, you believe something is just when it is uh, coinciding with human values and human morals, and that thing is um, a value to which a society can rightly say that that thing is right or wrong to do, right? Now, back to rebellion, when we see that rebellion, we see that silence gives a, a perception in our society that when people have no opinion, right, no wants or desires, and in circumstances that people want uh, nothing, there is created a, an awareness that reacts from actions of rebellion. Now, when you look at history, we see that oftentimes people rebelled all throughout society, and we've seen that there's the idea, right, the original concept of the slave and the master, you have the slave, for example, that came to the United States and was forced by the master to do some, a lot of slaves were house, some of them were house slaves. They had slaves that worked in the fields, slaves that were toiling day in and day out to pick cotton and other crops, cash crops at the time. You had indentured servants, which were more Caucasians that were slaves as well. But then you had African Americans who were brought since the 14th century, 500 years of slavery to the United States at the time, the New World, to uh, participate in slavery and the selling of uh, various crops. So when you think about the slave and you think about their conditions, the slave himself was brought under very extreme conditions to never question his master, to take orders without reacting, and be conductive to any form of insurrection to which he himself had spoke about. And the very moment that slave had refused to obey his master, he rejected slavery itself and began to rebel. Now, <clears throat> rebellion for the slave is important because when, through rebellion, the slave entered into a portion of himself, right? He identified and proceeded in his mind to identify himself, his essence, his being, is more important to even life based on his values as a human being. Now, the rebel seeks to be all. And by all, it's an identity for himself as with this good in which he becomes suddenly aware of, or you can say he's existing as nothing, which is completely destroyed by the force dominating him. Now, for the rebel, <coughs> he must rebel, <coughs> excuse me, he must rebel against a force that is not merely an act, but is spontaneous, but rather an affirmation that is implicit to transcend an individual by withdrawing from him solitude and providing a reason to act. We all desire solitude, but unless there's a reason for us through our actions, our rebellion can never take place, whether it be at your workplace, whether it be at your home, whether it be with your family members, right? Whether it be through society and other means, the rebellion is essential in life because we all rebel against society in some way or shape or form. But when you think of rebellion, you have to perceive that rebellion is an act, right? It's not just an idea. It's an act that transcends someone's status Right, like the slave, someone's status is a slave. But what we get to really think about is, even though the slave was a physical slave, right, hand in chain, we in society were also slaves. We're slaves in society because whatever country you live in, wherever you travel, wherever you talk, whoever you talk to, all human beings are slaves. And how do we know this? Because everyone wakes up in the morning, everyone has to get a, go to a, uh, work or school. We all have to deal with finances, mortgages, debts. Bills. Some people have to deal with money. We all have to deal with life, right? We're all slaves to life, and the only way we can escape the reality is if we rebel and we, uh, right? We escape all means 
of uh, slavery that exists in our lives. Slavery isn't just physical. It's not just hand and chains. Now it's psychological. <coughs> now there's all these other factors that come into it. But when you think about um, being enslaved, all these categories, how many of you can say that none of you are enslaved in those reactions, those ideas? Because we're all, we're all slaves to nature. We're all slaves to certain things. And no, it may, I know for some people it may seem like pessimistic or it may seem negative to think that way, but it's just the sheer reality of life. And when you think about life itself, we all have a choice of overcoming the problems that we have. So if you consider your life today as a rebel, which you should, you, lay, you should lay siege on your personal, uh, <clears throat> personal life and recognize that in almost every case, it's important that um, we should um, rebel in society towards um, negative behavior, negative situations, and negative problems that occur to us so we can be free, right? Because the rebel, just like others, is a human being who sees some form of existential um, d dimensions of historical reality that exist. And if it wasn't for rebels, we wouldn't have the society we have today. And um, if you consider rebellion the best or highest form of rebellion that many people consider today is the metaphysical rebellion. What is that? Well, basically it's rebelling to a higher force outside the physical laws, physical rules of society and reality and the world around us, and you succumb to um, rebelling against yourself and the whole deviation against the conditions that you find yourself as a human being. So when you think of right this analogy, you think this hypothetical analogy, and what I mean by hypothetical analogy is an analogy that you can see things, right? We, in philosophy, we, think we come up with hypothetical analogies, other philosophers, Descartes, Spinoza, um, many other philosophers, contemporaries alike, Plato, Socrates, etc., have all developed what's known as a hypothetical analogy, which is a, an analogy which you could think of that relates to a hypothetical situation that can occur but isn't necessarily true, right? And a hypothesis. Now, this, imagine this scenario. Imagine that you yourself as a human being have a could rebel against anything you brought up into, right? Family, relationship, schools, employer, um, all the all the constraints and barriers that you feel. How would you feel as a human being? You know, you had no more financial burdens, no more depression, no more anxiety, fear, pain, worry. Uh, had all the money you ever needed. Um, you had friends that you ever wanted, right? You could travel. You could do whatever you wanted to do in your life. Everything you ever desired. You yourself would be happy in life. But, as a human being, we ourselves rebel. Now, rebellion itself, right, as described at least in Albert Camus' condition, began through ancient times. But rebellion first is believed to start, the idea of rebellion first started in Western Europe, from the ancient Greek society, when it came from a famous philosopher named as uh, Lucretius, as well as uh, <coughs> another philosopher who... Um, who had spoken about, as well as Lucretius, just can't remember the name of them right now, but uh, you have him, and you have others. Another famous idea came from um, another famous philosopher, historian, politician, I believe, not politician, but he was an activist in Russia. His name is Fedor Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky wrote a famous book called uh, Brother Karasmov, or Kara, Brother Karamaskov. I can't remember the name of it. But the book... By Dostoevsky talked about a man named Ivan Karamazov, 
who spoke about his circumstances with humanity and conditions. And that he himself had pleaded for justice for a crime that was above divinity. There was the idea of him existing, denying the existence of God, because his brother or his relative or a child that he had witnessed, I believe, was sentenced to die. And God, Mr. Judeo Christian conception of God, right? Judeo Christian God, that Judas, Judas, or excuse me, <coughs> Hebrews believe in Judaism, Christians believe, and others, other faiths believe in. This God had decided to kill innocent children, cause pain, so that, in a sense, that essence was necessary. We all have times in our life as human beings when we have to deal with problems in our society, but what we should do is we should become rebels in the way that we should associate with the environment, with the judges, the bosses, the kings, the employers, etc., so that we could overcome that. Why? So that we can use uh, our inner lives. Oh, excuse me, I'm a little tired. Our inner lives to understand the world and essence around us. So rebellion is just key to life and how we see things. Now Camus just brings up various forms of rebellion and various ideas so that he can explain that rebellion was necessary, that the, the leaders in our society use rebellion. Mussolini, right, an Italian. Hitler, German, originally Jewish, accents, ancestry. Um, you know, Stalin, Russian, as well as other... Uh, the history goes on since ancient times. Many names, many people I can list. All these people have rebelled against society and other people to create uh, society and to create an individual lifestyle that they desired. But the thing is that the rebellion that they used was more towards selfish gain. But the rebellion that we should as human beings have is to fulfilling our lives and being more happy. But... Right, I used to say this when I was younger too. It's really funny. I used to say I was a rebel without a cause. It's like, what the fuck does that mean, right? A rebel without a cause. But in reality, I'm just a rebel. We're all rebels. We all rebel against life. And it's all important that we take into consideration the deeper meaning of rebellion in the positive light. Because the rebellion can go both positively and negatively. But the majority of the time, it's usually for a just cause or reason. Perfect example, right? In Nicaragua, they're having a rebellion against the government. Many people are rebelling against the the governor now, or the president now, excuse me, because he is not allowing for basic rights and liberties and uh, <clears throat> right employment for the people of Nicaragua. So even to this day, perfect example, the rebellion there is justified, right? There's a just reason for that rebellion. But in many parts of society, right, many people don't feel like it, there is a need to rebel or a right to rebel for them. But people oftentimes are blinded by society, by the things within society, to even consider what it is that's necessary. So I'd like to end this podcast by saying that being a rebel is good, and we should all rebel, but we should do it justly, and we should think about justice, and not just think about, right, society of faith, that things will occur and get better for us, but that we should take an initiative and action in our lives to rebel against the people and the processes and the problems that create us pains, to really think about how this rebellion can shape us, make our nation United States as well as the world a better place for societies and generations to come so rebel and don't think otherwise thank you very much and thank you for listening to the Love of Wisdom podcast my name is Anthony Pensa please again subscribe to my Love of Wisdom podcast uh, Love of Wisdom 424 on Instagram as well as the Love of Wisdom 
Uh, if you guys have any questions, I, I am interested. I am looking for um, interviewers, people that would want to interview. If you have a business and you're interested in doing a podcast about your business, please contact me at the Level Wisdom 424 or the Level Wisdom page. Uh, you could also email me. My email address is Anthony Pensa. It's spelled A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, Anthony, and Pensa spelled P-E-N. Again, it's P is in Paul, E is in Elephant, N is in Nancy, C is in Cat, A is in Apple at Gmail. And also, if you have any other questions, feel free to send me a message in my email address for other things. I'd love to collaborate and to go into further detail. Thank you very much, and thank you for listening to the Love of Wisdom Podcast.